gets inside, leans in, knocked away, it's stolen by Holiday. Dallow up for the layup, oh, blocked by James! To Curry, way down top, bang, bang! Mr. Tiger! Here's the problem I'm seeing. Zion's gonna want out soon. Here's the I don't think the front office of that organization, of our New Orleans organization, knows what the heck they're doing. What can I say? Mamba out. Hey guys, welcome back. This is CourtsAheat.com. And today we're back with another podcast episode. I'm your host, Josh Unix, and we're just here. The NBA season's back, and I am pretty excited, right? It's been back. We're like in, what is this, like game eight? That year, game nine or ten, right? Today is Monday. Beautiful November 8th, right? I have nothing to complain about it. Wish my Phoenix Suns were better. But it's been, it's been a crazy week. Has been beyond basketball. Um, To catch this up real quick, since Courts of Heat's been a while on the podcast, our top five teams in the Eastern Conference is the 76ers, Heat, Nets, Wizards, and the Bulls. And then of course, we have on the Western Conference, the Warriors, Jazz, Mavericks, and um, Suns and Grizzlies. So, real quick, before we get into the po- today's podcast episode, you guys probably have not noticed different. Because for the podcast and whatnot, I I sometimes take a week off and whatnot, maybe for at one time for vacation, but I put an announcement out for that. My last podcast episode was October 29th. I talked to a person and I said that when I can, I do Monday through Friday. That's what my Twitter bio says and that's why I try to uphold. Well, if anybody was wondering what happened to me, this past podcast, like this last podcasting week, like, um, I don't have to say this, I'm just going to say this bluntly, but last Saturday, um, last week Saturday, I actually had a, like a seizure type thing, I, we're still trying to, we're going, we're going to our second doctor, we're going to my second doctor. I have no idea if it's a seizure or not. One person recommended fainting and all these different things, but we're starting to rule out things, but it's not. And let me tell you, if you ever have a seizure or seizure type thing where you have temporal blindness and temporal deafness and all these different aspects, it's not it's not cool. It was scary for sure, but long and short of it, that's why I was there. That's why I was down now. Um I get that's not a basketball re- podcast. I, I can't speak today. I get that's not a basketball, but here's the thing. When it comes to podcasts and whatnot, every single day I wish I could have been putting more on Courts of Heat, right? But the problem is I had things bigger than Courts of Heat, as I hate to say it, I did. It's not because I wanted to, but because I had to. Because when I tell you, because I had all these different side effects, or you call them side effects, I have no idea what the proper term would be, but the terminology I'm going to go with is side effects, is that I suffered from, I have no idea where this stemmed from, but I, afterwards I suffered um, headaches, I had to limit my screen time, 
So 30 minutes on, 30 minutes off, but it was legit causing me head pain. So yeah, it was tough. But now we're back in the swing of it. I'm excited to be back. It's Monday morning, 8 a.m. I've missed ranting on. I've missed you guys not being able to listen to my beautiful voice. <laughs> but, I'll, but all jokes aside, I'm just excited to be back. I missed a lot. I've still been able to watch basketball games. I watched some Phoenix Suns games. I've watched um, some of the Sixers games. I've watched um, loves. I've watched the Milwaukee game. I I watched the Poland game, um, on November fifth and sixth. Right. So we had things that going on. We saw Sacramento beat Charlotte. Um, Charlotte Hornets one forty to one ten, and a huge shocker. Look, we're just back. It was unfortunate what happened last week, but like I said prior, I like what even the uh, NBA promotes. It's bigger than basketball. That was something bigger than basketball. So while I feel bad, that's justified without question. But rolling into today's podcast episode, I am finally on Snapchat. I have no idea how to use Snapchat, and I am like a walking idiot right now trying to figure out Snapchat. Because you have, you can have, you have like the map, you have chat, you have a camera, you have stories, you have spotlight. I have no idea how to work this. All I know is that I have my profile. If you guys want to follow me, I have no idea if following is even an option. I have like some zodiac sign here, like astrology type thing, right? I have no idea. Like, I, I, I have no idea. I know what zodiac signs are, but I have no idea what a Taurus is. So, whatever, they predefined me with that. They gave me that, but I have no idea how I even got to that. But we're following Snapchat, so if you guys want to follow me or Snap, like, I have no idea if you're able to follow me. I have no idea like, what the rules are and what you can actually do or not do on there. Does that make sense? I'm gonna. I'm actually gonna get into this generation, into my demographic. I'm gonna figure out Snapchat because I should be able to know how to work it. But then again, maybe not. It just depends my capabilities here. But um, we're on Snapchat. Search Courtside Heat. Facebook. Facebook.com/slash/courtsideheat. Instagram.com/slash/courtsideheatNBA. Twitter.com/slash/courtsideheat. And of course, Tumblr.com slash Courtside Heat for the five people, including me, that keeps using Tumblr and are not just pulling their spam stuff on there. Welcome, you can join me. I have a good following there, even though it just goes for all my Instagram automated stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's where you're able to find us on social media. And also, I just want to look this up real quick to see if this is correct. And I apologize if you can hear the typing right now on my computer because my mic picks up everything. But I have to check this out. But if you look up Courtside Heat on your desktop or mobile device, you're able to see the social media. Our Twitter account shows right up our live, our live tweets are always showing, which is really cool. I'm happy that we made it. But we're also on Google My Business now. where you're able to see our products. We have coupons going on right now. 
We have the podcast here. We have a uh, brief explanation about us, but it's really cool. We have our own section now on the internet. So it's just in our internet. It's just in our space on Google that Quartz Heats dominate, and and I am not surprised by it. Now, you know what I am surprised by? Is everything's happened. Look, when it gets into this, and we're going to start going to our next statement to the podcast, right? Um, when we get into everything, this week has been surprising. A lot has came out. A lot was shocked in the realms of beyond basketball, whether it's political, religion, just anything news related, right? Stuff has happened. But when looking at basketball, so much happened that yesterday I put on Twitter, I told my dad, I'm like, the Bucks lost to the Wizards. The Cavaliers beat the Knicks. And you saw Utah get get dominated by the Magic. These are free mediocre teams beating free good teams. Cleveland's still in rebuild mode. They're just figuring things out quicker than Orlando. But Orlando's a rebuild mode in rebuild mode. And they're still trying to figure things out and get guys back who are injured. Then we also see, um, who was it? You had Magic. Oh, so yeah, you had Washington. Washington's also trying to figure out. So you have three mediocre teams. One's being headlined by Colin Sexton. One's being headlined by Brad Beal. And the other's being headlined by, um, Cool Anthony. Mo Bamba. All those guys. But I just thought it was interesting. That's just one of the pieces. And then the Shar uh, Hornets, they lost back-to-back games. It's just really crazy. I have been tweeting. I have been saying. I have been putting it everywhere. That it's just been pure madness. That we have good teams losing to bad teams. It's like that Halloween special I came out with. And then we have good teams triumphing over bad teams. Right? Just dominating them. That's normal in some respects. But... When you see the Rockets pulling it tight against the Warriors until the fourth quarter, that's his enemy. When you see Oklahoma State Thunder able to beat the Lakers back-to-back games, they're 2-0 in their series. It's incredible when they came back from double-digit deficits. The first was 26 points. I capped that one, recapped that one, and then... Second one, they were up by 10 plus points and they weren't able to finish it, right? So it's just crazy. Then the Clippers were up and down. Charlotte's up and down. Chicago's doing well. Denver's doing good. Miami's doing good. Hawks, Warriors, like everyone's doing well. Everyone is. So that is that is beautiful to see, right? Because the Suns should be better, right? What's shocking to me is seeing the Kings 5-5. Five and five. What's shocking to me is seeing the Rockets and the Pelicans to some degree 1-9 respectfully. The Pistons, I'm shocked that say Cunningham's not being taught by the media. He's been putting up historically bad numbers so far for that franchise, but he's just a rookie, I get it. It was not the worst thing for the Pistons to be bad. So he's able to learn. But it's also not good for the Pistons to be bad 
because now it's like no one wants to talk about them. Pistons are one and eight. Magic are three and eight. Those are the worst teams in the Eastern Conference. Pelicans and Rockets are one and nine. They're tied for 14th and for 15th place. And with the playing tournament, if the season ended today, the playing tournament would have uh, the Kings, Blazers, and Lakers in the Western Conference, and then the Raptors, Hornets, and Bucks in the playing tournament for the Eastern Conference. The Bucks are starting off bad, four and six. That's not good. They've lost both of their games back to back to the Knicks which they had a huge lead on, and then to the Wizards by seven. In their past five games, it's bad. They got mom. It's crazy. In their past ten games, they're four and six. They've played ten games. They have a losing record. They're behind by four games to first. But in their last five games, it didn't get better. Because in their last five games, they're one and four. They're one and four. That's not good. You let the Timberwolves beat you. You let the Spurs beat you. You let the Jazz, which is respectable, beat you. Then you, the Knicks are good, but then you let the Wizards beat you. The Wizards ran a rampage. Kuzma did the same. Gafford did the same. Beald played exceptional. Exceptionally well. Um, Harold, Montrose Harold, he did well. So it's crazy. So where am I trying to get here? I'm just trying to say it's a wacky start to the season. I can cover the entire season right now. Like, I know it's kind of early to say, well, if the season ended now, but it's true. It's true. It just puts into perspective how teams are doing and where everyone fares. It just is. I find it interesting that we have so many bad teams becoming mediocre. The Kings are not that good compared to last season. And they're three and a half games away from first, or back from first. The Clippers are up and down. Even though teams have a bad and good record, there's some close games, there's some ugly games, there's some good games, and there's not some pretty games. The Rockets are 1-9. Take them, for example. They've just gotten their butts handsome. Every single time. They beat the Thunder. That's fine. In their second game, October 22nd. Post preseason. But then... Sorry. Then you have... The Celtics beating them, the Mavericks beating them, getting stomped by the Jazz. They're losing back-to-back in somewhat close games to the Jazz. I'm to the Lakers, and then the Suns beat you, right? You lost to a point by Nuggets. But that seems like they're honing in. It just seems really crazy to me. And maybe it's just me. But this season right now, the beginning season, is legit different than what it was Last season. It just is. It just feels so different. Because now bad teams. Mediocre teams. Are beating good teams. And great teams. 
the Warriors are not giving up. They are A and one. They're A and one. They're playing their back-to-back games. It's time against Orlando. Oh, you've been put to the test. Curry's been great. The entire front's been great. I'm not questioning that. I'm just looking at some things and I'm just like, what are we doing here, fellas? You ever get that moment like you just don't know what you're doing next? You could predict the game to go smooth, but like I would have taken Milwaukee over Washington, taking yesterday's game. But then it just turns out the other way around. OKC, I take OKC. I thought Utah was gonna win against Orlando. Evidently I was wrong. It just all depends what happens. That's what I'm saying. It just feels weird. It seems like we're in a bizarre world sometimes with some of these wins and some of these losses. And just like, really? Like the Lakers should not lose to the Thunder went up by 26. Like I'm trying to think about this because it's like, they should win. On paper, they have the better roster. By age, they lose. By skill, they win. By experience, they win. By mentality, they're even. Right? It, it's trying to even itself out. But it seems like the mediocre teams are becoming the more dominant teams in some of these games. And there's deciding factors. Like Kings against the Suns. Harrison Barnes won on a really good game winning free. I'm not going to describe him for that. But the Suns should have won. Because the Suns are not mediocre. They're great. They made it to the NBA Finals. We can debate about the controversy behind the injuries. Excuse me. I just don't know. And that's what I'm always going to leave the discussion. So if you guys want to uh, text me at 602-791-2108 at the course that he texts on to talk about this, because I find this a really interesting topic. I really do. Because we have Teams that should be dominating every aspect. Not, but then we have mediocre teams that do. It's crazy. Maybe they should try the game of basketball worse. But it never feels like when a team's up by 20 that they win. I saw it was crazy seeing the uh, Blazers against the Lakers game. Where the Lakers got their butts handed to them and just got smacked around senseless. When you actually saw in the second half some really good basketball by the Blazers. I was tweeting it out. I watched that second half of the game. I wasn't there for the first half. I read about it a little bit. But for the second half, they played good, solid defense and offense. It's crazy. It truly is crazy. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. But sometimes you don't see the – most times you don't see – um, the Blazers putting up defensive efforts, so they can't. But now they are. Now they are. I find it super interesting just what's happening. I'm not going to talk about this too much. I got other topics I want to talk about, but it is truly interesting that with my first podcast episode back in a week, I'm now sitting here 20 minutes in, or give or take 20 minutes. Into the podcast episode, I'm like, I'm sitting here, I'm just going for everything, I'm like, really? 
Maybe they're just getting better. Maybe they're just getting better through the trades they made, through the acquisitions they made in free agency. Maybe the departures they made um, in the management side, in the player side. Maybe it's the rotations they made. Maybe it's just some adjustments they made. Like, who knows? Like, who knows? It's just crazy. But all things do get panned out, I guess, beginning of the season. So there's no need to stress, right? If your team's having a bad slump, say the Suns, say the Clippers, say the Hornets, say Utah, say whoever, like, I'm just using different teams as examples. They're going to pan out. It's just a few beginnings of the season. It's all going to get panned out. It's not like this is the final do or die moment. It's not that at all. Now, what is do or die? I don't know. We all talk about do or die moments. Kyrie Irving had a do or die moment. And it's still up. It's not going into the realms of eternity. No, we're not talking about that. We're not talking about things that could disappear within one moment. Now, how will the team be willing to your return? Who knows? But I don't know if that's going to happen. Mayor Elect, I believe his name is Eric Adams. Mayor Elect of New York City. I apologize if I got the name wrong. Either way, I'm just gonna, um, I, I think his name is Eric Adams. Right. But, Mayor Elect of New York is not letting is not letting Kyrie Irving play. How? Because he's not reversing the vaccine mandate. And due to that, he's not going to be able to play. We knew about this. From the prior mayor to the new mayor. Nothing's changing. It's New York. Where you're from, New York, New York, Brooklyn, New York. It's New York. They're going to fall in line with that. So was there a hope that Oh, they're just going to change the vaccine mandate. I didn't think they were. I was giving them a 5% chance of them reversing the mandate and saying, you know what, for uh, entertainers and athletes, sure, we'll make the exception to the rule. And that would allow Kyrie to come back in late December, early January, somewhere around there, to be with his teammates again in Brooklyn. Be with Kevin Durant and James Harden and Blake Griffin, all of those different guys. But now he but now he said, No, Kyrie, you can't. I'm sorry. We're not reversing it. So now it's like, yeah, you get vaccinated or you don't. Because you're kinda of running out of hope. We actually have a I we actually have a Kyrie Irving hoodie t shirt. We have a Kyrie Irving clothing. We have an I stand with Kyrie Irving um hoodie. People love it. People love it on the, on the Spreadshop app. They really do. My Spreadshop, my Spreadshop right there, has been getting many orders for this hoodie. And, and it's people from New York. I'm not even kidding you. So when I'm looking at that, I'm like, you know, there's a lot of people that stand with Kyrie and want them to see him play. But now, I want Kyrie to play. I want the vaccine mandates to go away. However, looking at it as a whole, 
his time is running out. And with that being said, who knows where we are now with these with these two sides. One side is firm. Both sides are firm. But the bigger side, the vaccine controlling side, is going to give what they want. And is either going to fall in line with Kyrie Irving or Kyrie's just simply not going to play. And if that is the case, then for the for the NBA, they're going to be about Kyrie Irving. And for Kyrie Irving, he's not going to be getting paid except for the away games due to the Nets automatically shutting him down. Making that personal decision. So, I would love to see Kyrie play again. I like Kyrie Irving. He's not a bad basketball player. I like what he's thinking too. I like his I, I like his ideologies on this. Protesters weren't supportive of Kyrie, but at one point we have to say to ourselves, his time, his window of opportunity is cutting down. If not already, his only choice now is to get vaccinated. Unless traded, he must get vaccinated. But even then, where's his trade stock at? Just who knows where everyone's at mentally with him. They know who he, they know who he is as a basketball player, but is he too unpredictable? Again, I love from the play, but I don't think people are going to take the risk on him. I like the 76ers pulled out because they just don't know. Just don't know. But now, if he gets to play in a state that doesn't mandate vaccines, I'm sorry, doesn't mandate vaccines, then he'll play. But that window of opportunity, unless vaccinated, is not going to help things out. But do you want to get vaccinated? Because at what cost? Will everybody want to get vaccinated? Will there be a will there be a way to give will there be a way for them to get vaccinated? Sure, will there be a, was he waiting for the playoffs? I, I don't know. But all I know is this. The vaccine has become a staple in many's lives. Of course. When it comes to medical things, it has to be, I guess. But when it comes to being an athlete, becoming a basketball player, you have to make decisions. And now the NBA is recommending, but really just not um, not really recommending, but enforcing that booster shots to everyone in the league. Like, head co- like coaches, players, and referees. Those were the free groups outlined. Because this is... Urgency is the, is the name of the game for the NBA. As they want to protect themselves against COVID-19. They want to make sure they're able to take everything willing that experts have looked over and inject into one's body. So the NBA requires for everyone who took the Johnson Johnson vaccine two months ago to get the boosters. But this isn't only for the J&J vaccinators. It is also recommended for the Vi- Pfizer and Monero vaccinators that took it six months ago. So what happens if you don't comply with it? Well, if you don't get a booster shot or multiple 
or if you're one of those people that are so proud, you'll get four vaccine injections with a few boosters and wear a free mask, go ahead. Um, if you don't, you'll be subject to game day testing. And if you do game day testing, that means you're not getting a booster. If you're not getting a booster, you got to do game day testing. So if you're not pro-vaccine, then you'll be subject to game day testing every single game. Which can, can be brutal. It can be brutal for sure. For people saying if you're mentally, it just depends. You'll be subject to game day testing. To follow the league's health and safety protocols, that's where we're going to be. Taking by the advice of the experts and what and in other directions they ever they're taking, that is their plan. That is their plan. I don't think they're gonna reverse it. This is not a reversible thing, but they're recommending it and then requiring it for coaches, players, referees. So this all ties in with Kyrie Irving. It ties in with NBA players, NBA coaches. It just depends where we value everything, where we view everything. It's going to be really interesting, really, really fast, what exactly happens. Because at one end, we have the pro vaccinators, on the other end, we don't. Is this going to, like, I just want to know. I have one question. Why are we giving it to healthy 20 and 30-year-olds? The booster shot. When they don't have to, when their immunity, when their immunity's up, their immune system's running perfectly. They're getting top-notch care already. They're looking after bodies already. So why even get it? And I get it. Do you say to be respectful of others? It's not you don't want to be selfish and not get it and try to give it to someone else. I get that argument. I get that viewpoint. But is it necessary? I don't know, and I'm not going to be the judge of that, at least not on the podcast, because as far as it concerns me, the NBA is recommending and requiring that you get the booster shot unless you want to go daily testing. If you want to undergo daily testing, or I'm sorry, get uh, daily game day testing, sure, go ahead. But that is where we're at now, and that is where we're going to keep it. So... As far as that story, that's where we're going to be at. You have teams that are already 100% vaccinated. I.e. the Warriors and the Lakers just has two 100% vaccinated teams. Right? Just as two unvaccinated, oh, 100% vaccinated teams. They will probably allow for the booster shots, but like, oh yeah. We'll just inject more um, things into our body, more vaccinations into our body. But that's where we're at. That is where we're at. And that's one of the biggest breaking news that we've had um, yesterday and over the weekend. And to put it quite quite frank, that's, that's the only breaking news we've had. The Portland Trailblazers are also going into investigation with their um with 
that it's going to investigation. Not to the extreme of what Robert Sarver has been pulled out to be, has been alleged to be, but there's going to run investigation. And real quick, I do apologize if this podcast is seeing choppy or I just keep going in and out. Yeah, I remember I haven't done this for a week and um, I'm trying to get back into the swing of things, if that all makes sense. But that was it for the breaking news. There's not a lot of breaking news. You still got to get to one topic. And that is the Robin Sarver story. I, I report on it. We have, we have a lot. We have a lot we need to cover in such a short period of time. Time is what's going to be. The NBA is going to open their investigation against Robert Sarver. Robert Sarver, majority owner of the Phoenix Suns, is already having an investigation done on them. The big ESPN story by Baxter Holmes already came out. I took notes on it. I reviewed the article once published. And I wrote my own piece on it. What to know about Robert Sarver and the allegations against him. I wrote I wrote directly from the source of the ESPN article. I wrote I wrote right from it. I wrote about it because I think it's important for people to understand the main points of it. And there's so many more points within that that goes on with the racism, sexism, and sexual harassment allegations against Robert Sarver. We actually had an insider give us information. His name is David Bozin. Bozin? I I apologize if I pronounced your last name wrong. But David Bozin actually talked to Corsa Heath one-on-one. People known from the Parent article, he talked to George Fultz too, but he had had a conversation with us through social media. We were able to talk to him. And this is what he said when I asked about how toxic was the Phoenix Suns organization and if it matched up to the ESPN article. This was his response, quote, The article I read matches up and expands on what I experienced in my 13 to 14 months in the Phoenix Suns organization. There are absolute accuracies in the remarks of employees simply not feeling comfortable approaching HR with issues of fear of retaliation. One of the main reasons I never came forward off the bat with my experience was that I was confident the Suns would blacklist me and keep me from my dream job, at the time anyway. That I had just accepted. The culture was one of fear at best and toxicity at average. It wasn't an enjoyable experience from top down despite what was an extremely fun season for the Suns. Most seasons for a team not to make the playoffs at the time, if I'm not mistaken. Something that I saw was interesting from what he said was, quote, one of the, re- one of the main reasons I never came forward off the bat of my experience was that I was confident the Suns would blacklist me and keep me from my dream job at the time that I just accepted. That is some serious stuff right there that, because in the ESPN article too, people were afraid of retaliation, fear of retaliation of the Phoenix Suns. They didn't want 
high members of the Phoenix Suns and Robert Sarver himself coming after them, going on record and then getting to Robert Sarver and have this bigger bigger deal. So it was creating this toxic feeling within them that was one of fear. One of fear. And Mr. Bodzin said that he was confident the Suns would blacklist him and keep him from the job that he accepted. That's insane that your HR is not good, is just not able to help you because that should be at your safe place, but it's not. It's not, it's not your safe space at all. It's actually the exact opposite, which is crazy. And then my other question for him was who should we? Who, I asked him on who we should mainly believe when assessing the claims and article that came out. This is what he said. To that point, when asked if I believe the stories of Sarver, logic and experiences tell me that, ma that the majority, if not all of the stories in the article, ring with truth. Earl Watson has absolutely no reason to put his name out there after ending up with the Raptors and lie about his experiences. To that, to that point, I remain in touch with several of the anonymous, anonymous sources with whom I've spoken in the past on their experiences. To a T, the experiences are accurate in this article, which tell me that they are not fabricated and it's a sign of a deeper cultural issue that we sit here and question whether the billionaire owner is the victim and not those who are seeking therapy for years to deal with the actual harassment they have experienced in their time with the Phoenix Suns. End quote. It's crazy. It's crazy how you want to look at this. I believe we need to give Robert Sarver a fair run at this. That he's innocent until proven guilty, not guilty until proven innocent. I think it needs to be a fair assessment, a fair investigation. Now, if women, per the article, and to what um, Bosden was saying, are seeking therapy and are losing sleep for actual harassment they've endured, shouldn't that be a red flag? That is something to consider. Why? Because, and this was not a this was not a lady that went on record. This woman went off the record, but say she was complimenting contemplating suicide that's how bad it got I don't believe anyone will make that up that would be a pretty bold lie and a really bad lie to run with again she did not go on record and I don't want anybody to go on record if they had that much trauma and that much fear and just hor like horribleness coming out of it that's shameful and that's wrong if that's if that's true right there, and I'm not doubting it, let's just be clear. So if I'm if I'm coming off like I'm doubting it, I'm not. I'm 100% not doubting it. I'm keeping an open mind on both sides. I'm questioning some of the parts in the ESPN article, but I'm also being an open mind because if someone's contemplating suicide, that's serious. That means something is culturally wrong. And something that needs to be corrected fast. And then it was also something right here 
that David Bosden said about Sarver's apologies and why and why he's actually coming out of his experiences too. Quote, the main reason I spoke out is because I can I can without too much backlash. I won't be called a liar and while people have laughed at my story, and fairly so, there's no longer a question as to whether or not it happened. It happened. Without question. This was my experience. It was corroborated by several other people and Sarver apologized for it. Notice how he apologized for the one story told by the people who came forward by name, but not by the 50 to 70 other anonymous sources whom, for one reason or another, did not feel comfortable giving their name. That, to me, is spineless, and while the term innocent until proven guilty always rings true, our eyes need to be open right now because where there is smoke, there is fire, and based on, on my experiences, this is not a smear campaign. It's simply a situation in which people find have someone willing to listen to their experiences and report on them. That's true right there, because when it came out publicly, Sarver apologized for it. In the situation that Boston is referring to was reported by Schwartz because Schwartz and Bosden talked. And a quote, one of my last days we did a we did the ALS ice bucket challenge. No players, no coaches. Sarver comes up behind me and pulls my pants down in front of the entire organization. That is his experience. And that is when Sarver was apologizing, didn't mean anything out of it, wasn't trying to embarrass anyone, be rude, anything like that. But it still could have been a very embarrassing moment if it was in front of the entire organization you pulled down another man's shorts or pants, right? That's, that's kind of crazy to think about in a professional environment. So where do we go from this? The reason why I'm telling you all about this is because, A, we, had, we have an insider um, that originally worked with the Phoenix Suns, former Phoenix Suns employee from 2013 to 2014, and has 14 months working with the team. There, he, he could testify to it. There were issues there. And there, there's, credible, there's credibility to that. For the people that did not go on record, there's credibility because even he's bringing it up. Because the article brought up that, you know what, Watson was telling not to use racist behavior like the N-word. We just saw him have outbursts of anger and just mismanagement. Then you saw really, really bad um, scenes with executives and former employees calling a black man Charles uh Charleston from Fresh Prince of Bel Air back I believe that was like a TV show back in the nineties and tell and like want him to dance for him or whatever it was. That's serious. And that has to be taken into account. And this is all gonna be covered by the article. I mean by the investigation. As I've told you guys before in these articles and in other forms the, when the investigation's over, that's when we should act upon it. That's when we should keep 
We should keep digging deep into this, but we must keep an open uh, uh, open mind on both sides. We can't be closed mind on either side, on the victim side or on the accuser side or the accused side. We must be an open mind towards this because we don't know all the facts, and when the facts are revealed completely in their entirety, if possible, and then we can say, well, Sarver, he's this, this, and this, or look, this didn't hold up substantially well. I'm not saying that either sides are lying, this or that. I'm keeping on my, I am staying neutral because here's the thing. I don't, I'm not going to, I'm not going to become insensitive to this topic because when you're talking about committing suicide or a man physically harassed a woman or assaulted a woman, that's, that's wrong. That should have no tolerance, that should have no acceptance in a work, in a professional environment or any, in any setting of life, professionally or not. Right, so it's it's you have to consider everything. You have to read all statements, all all the quotes. You have to read everything and just take it in. And we're reaching out. I've reached out to Jason Raleigh of the Phoenix Suns. I've reached out to Earl Watson. I've reached out to Baxter Holmes. So far, I've gotten David Bodston to give me tremendous helpful insight on this, which is greatly appreciated because now we're getting another perspective into this and more insight on a toxic, allegedly toxic environment, which is huge, right? So we're reaching out. We've been texting people. We've been trying to get people on social media. As of right now, We've not gotten anything from Earl Watson or from Jason Rowley. I'm hoping that we're able to hear something. I invited people on my podcast as David Bodston could be on my podcast come Thursday, come Friday, whenever we have it set up. But he's going to be giving his side. He's going to be telling you guys. All my listeners about this, about Robert Sarver, about the organization, and just different things. Right now, we're in a serious, serious, um, we're in a serious, serious matter, a topic at hand. We just are, and this cannot be taken lightly, and this cannot be taken to the extreme of, well, the women are liars, these people are liars, or that, um, Sarver should get banned for life. He's a horrible human being. Right, going to extreme both ends. If you're going to take a side, do with caution, do the research if can, and just think about it logically with critical thinking and just going through everything. Both sides are credible, but now it comes down to the NBA investigation to see what they find out and if there will be a removal power. Right, so that's where we'd be at. That's the main story. But David Bosden, he gives tremendous insight. You can find it on the site, which is listed on our toxic environment. Insider tells all that experience through Sarver drama.
And then we also have the article, What to Know About Robert Sarver and the Allegations Against Him. Go check out those two articles. Go check out the ESPN article. Read it for yourself. I've taken notes of that 30 page from what my printer told me, 30 pages. I have an entire story. I've read it. I've highlighted it. I've had questions to it that I personally want answered. But now we're, we need to get somewhere. This investigation could take us into December by Christmas time. It could take us into January. It just depends where the investigation's at. But we'll know more when the investigation is concluded or they release information as gathered or processed through the lawyers, attorneys, all these investigators, right? But that, but that is it. And as my first podcast episode back, we're going to start wrapping up the podcast. It's been great to come back. I've I missed doing the podcast. I've missed doing Court to Heat, like majority of the Court to Heat stuff. This past week, worked the weekend. I was excited to record this episode. That's Aaron today, 8 a.m. I'm excited. But the game to watch out for, are you ready? It's going to be the Hawks against Golden State Warriors at 8 p.m. That's going to be a truly fantastic game. As I can't wait to see what Trey Young does. John Collins coming off something great. Same with Young. I want to see what Bogdanovich does, Herder does. I want to see what the Warriors do, Curry, Draymond, Wiggins. My goodness, I would just love to see all of that. That's the game. I'm actually going to take the Hawks over the Warriors. Back-to-back games for the Warriors. The Hawks had a mini break. But besides that, these two teams are ready. They're both coming off of wins, I believe. Let me actually check that real quick. No, I'm sorry. The Hawks lost uh, on November 6th, Saturday, to the um, we call it the Phoenix Suns, 121 to 117. I really enjoyed that. So the Hawks are searching for a win, while Golden State once become nine and one and not eight and two, which would be very impressive if they could keep that momentum alive. It's going to be in Golden State. It's going to be. In it's going to be right there. All I know is I'm taking the Hawks. I like both teams to win, but I have the Hawks being favored to win. Seeing you guys for listening to today's podcast episode. It was amazing to catch back up. It was great to get back into the swing of things. I'm excited. I'm going to see you guys too, tomorrow morning, Tuesday morning, 8 a.m. But we'll more talk about hopefully. But this was a great way to get back into it again. We should be having David Boston on the podcast, if made possible. David Boston gave us a really good insight on the organization, different things like that on the site. Go check all that out. Go check out the ESPN article. Go check out wherever you get your news from, and just go check out the NBA as so much is happening. And thank you guys for listening to today's podcast episode. And I will see you Tuesday morning at 8 a.m. And without further ado, let's have the outro music take us out right here, right now.